What's tea, y'all? I know some of you are out there right now having a hard time, having problems in your relationships, having trouble with life, or maybe you're on social media swiping and swiping, thinking, why can't that be me? Why can't I do that? Why well, I'm here to let you know that you can. This is Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett, where we not only help you create your own story, but we let you tell yours too. Let's get into it, y'all. What's good, y'all? I'm back with another podcast. And again, I'm going to allow my guest to introduce himself today. So here you go. How y'all doing? My name is Vincent Searcy. Uh, everybody in the industry know me as Searcy. Uh, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, been in the music business for like 20 years, since 2000, 2001. Uh, I started off with my first client. I discovered a uh, songwriter, artist by the name of Rico Love. Uh after that, he introduced me to his one of his college friends, and I started managing her, which was Tay Michelle. And then the next client that he introduced me to was a, a young teen artist, actor, Jacob Lattimore. And from there, I just built my career from that. That's amazing. So how, I did not, I didn't know that you had, um, you had found a Rico Love. Yeah, so first client ever. How, how 17, did that, even seventeen years old? How did you, how did you find that? Like, how did you know you wanted to be a manager of, of in the music industry? Well, I didn't want to be a manager. I didn't want to be in the music business. I was a college. I was playing basketball in college. I was a basketball player all my life. So I, that's why I go by my last name, Cersei. So in sports, they call you by your last name. So I was in playing basketball out in Texas. And one of my teammates was like, uh, yo, there's some people in Milwaukee from my hometown that's very talented and they need some help. Like, maybe you should help them. You know what I'm saying? That there was like, you know, just need somebody to put, put a little money behind them and, and introduce them to some people. I know you're from Atlanta, so maybe you should help them. So they called two people on the phone. One was Rico Love and the other one was a guy named Bree Love. And they both rapped for me on the phone. Both phone was dope. Uh, I just felt like Rico had a had had a lot more personality. The actually the other rappers, like Bree Love was an amazing rapper, amazing freestyler. But Rico just like he was an amazing rapper and his personality was just different. And and I felt like he was a star. So I flew him to Atlanta that weekend. Uh, we met up in Atlanta. He was going to actually he was going to school at Florida AM in, uh, in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, and I was in Texas and we met up in Atlanta that weekend. And from that, we just started doing it every, every weekend and it grew from there. That's and that was my introduction to the music business. So I didn't know nothing about the business, but I learned as we went. That's it. I had a little money just to invest into them. And, you know, we tried trial and error. What made you stay in the music business? Um, a couple of knee surgeries and torn <laughs> Achilles. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. So now my dream always to play in the NBA. Um, I was... I was pretty good in college. I'm, I'm being modest right now, but uh, <laughs> I was being looked at. I, I had an opportunity to go play over in Portugal before I had my knee surgeries. So I had a, but I still was playing basketball after knee surgery. So I had, I, I had a choice to make between basketball and music. And I just felt like um, I was really excited about Rico at that So I just felt like it was the right choice for me. And I feel like I made the right decision. That's awesome. That's awesome. So tell me which, what mistakes do you feel that you've made along the way? that you, or let's not say mistakes, let's say lessons that you've made along the way that you feel that you continuously have made? Um, well, I will say all the mistakes I have made, I learned from them, so I don't regret none of them. Uh, I will say, like, overthinking. Mm. Um, that's something that I 
done and I regret it. And I continue to do it, though. But like, that's not good. Like you should go with your good. And if you very passionate about something, you feel like that's what you want to do. You should just do it. Don't overthink it. That's awesome. That's Yeah, that's a good answer. I, uh, I, I don't know if I tend to. I tend to overthink when certain things, like if money's involved, then I tend to overthink if I have to spend money out. I'm like, should I do this? Um, is it a good investment? And, you know, um, that's usually when I overthink. But other than that, I just go with the flow kind of thing. So yeah. um, what would you say the difference for you about living and being alive? What would be the difference? Yes. Of living and being alive? Yeah. It seems like the same thing it's to me. It's not. Okay, so let me break it down to you, and then you can tell me your tell me what you think. So okay. uh, living and being alive. So some people just live. Okay. They're just going day to day. They're not doing anything extra. They're very stuck in their ways, or they're just very comfortable. Mm-hmm. But when you're alive, it's like you're out here going to get, whether, whether it be your dreams or whatever the case it is, you're out here striving to do better and striving to go out. Um, maybe taking vacations and actually just enjoying life, not just sitting back and letting life happen to you. Gotcha. Well, I'm definitely alive then because that's just how I live my life. Like, you know, growing up again, I said I played sports all my life. So that competitive spirit is just in me. So like I don't never just sit around waiting on nothing. Like every day I'm up trying to get it, whatever, whatever it is, whatever my passion is, I'm going hard at it. I'm trying to be the best at whatever I do. And that's just how I live my life. I feel that. I feel that. So I always ask people this question, and it's a question that I've actually got from a K. Michelle song. Um, it's called 10, things, uh, 10 Seconds with God. So I always ask people, um, if you had 10 seconds with God, what would be the one question you would ask him? What does my future hold? Mm, that's a good one. A lot of what I notice with, especially with artists and stuff, like a lot of people always want to know what, if they're on the right track, like what their purpose is. Yeah. Um. So I always find that uh, kind of not strange, but it, it just makes me sit back and think like, okay, everybody really wants to know like if they're doing the right thing and what's to come. Yeah. Well, for, for me, like if I'm like, so what I said earlier, like when I'm passionate about something, excited about something, I'm just going to go hard at it. So whether I'm successful or not, I'm going to go hard at it. So I'm not really going to ask the question, am I on the right path? Because I already feel I'm on the right path. So I'm going to go hard at that. Now, whether how would that work out in the future, that's a whole different story. But yeah. I, once once I got my mind made up, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So tell us about your new entertainment business that you just started, I believe, right? Uh, no, it's been I started it in 2001 with Rico. OK, uh, I just kind of ventured to a different side of the entertainment business a few years ago, which is the catalog acquisition space. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and which is my new passion. So pretty much if you you think about like the older artists or songwriters and producers that had hit records back in the day and, uh, you know, they're not too relevant right now, meaning them as a writer or artist and they need funding. I'm, I help them sell the catalogs uh, to get them a lump sum of money. They better do whatever they need to do, whether it's buy a house, buy a studio, start a new business, put out a new project. So whatever they need funding for, I help them get funds to do whatever they, they need to do moving forward. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And so do you still manage or are you just doing that specifically now? Uh, I do. I still do manage. I'm not managing a lot of people. It's just very selective people that I'm super excited about, like Tamil and Milton and you know, Money Rod and people like that. Cool, cool. Yeah. So I do want to play a song. 
Okay. Actually, by Tamel, and I don't know why I've never played this record, but it's actually one of my favorite ones off of her last project. Um, it's dedicated, and the, yes, the song's dedicated that I'm gonna play. So let's get into okay. that. Dedicated, devoted to a task or purpose, having single-minded. Right? Shout out to yes. Tamel Posta who did yeah. the beat. Believe uh, it. Pierre. Um, so with talking about being dedicated, what would advice would you give to somebody that, you know, wants to go out and live their dreams or they have two things that are weighing between them? I mean, you had you had uh, the music industry and you had your um, sports career in your hand. So what would you say to somebody that's juggling between the two? Figure out what you're most passionate about. With anything you do, you got to be passionate about it. And and and, and like the songs say, dedicated. Mm-hmm. Be dedicated. But it's all about the passion. Whatever excites you the most, that's what you need to be doing. Don't do it chasing after check. Don't do it for any other reason but what you're excited about. Because if you're not excited and passionate about it, then you're not gonna give it your all. That's that's so 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 true. So I have a question. So in regards to everything that happened in 2020 with the pandemic and this whole social justice movement, um, mm-hmm. how has 2020 shaped you into <clears throat> the person that you are today? Uh, it's made it's made me uh, take life more serious. I mean, I always took it serious, but like people dying like at a rapid pace from this COVID stuff. So like it's making me definitely take life more serious and and. And, you know, just paying attention to more things that I wasn't paying attention to, like family, friends and being there for people and, you know, telling you love them and 
you know, just spending time with people and just being more thoughtful because life is short. They've been, you know, that's the same, but it's real yeah. and, it's, and it's showing that it's real now. Yeah. So, you know, just making me take things more serious now. Yeah, totally and, 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 and that's making me a better person than a man. That's awesome. And what, how was the whole social justice? I know like everything, I mean, it's something that we've experienced as black men our entire life. But I feel like everybody felt something, a shift change with the whole George Floyd situation. And then Mohammed and, you know, Breonna Taylor. It was just something about them that happened so close together that really changed everybody's view on stuff. Because I feel that a lot of times in the black community, like we know all this stuff happens. Someone's always, there's always a different hashtag. Yeah. But we just go on with our day. But there was something different about the whole George Floyd thing that uh, that kind of stopped everybody in their track. One, we had to stop because <laughs> we were during the pandemic. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I think the only difference is, honestly, is that, you know, with social media, you're allowed to see a person. You're, you're allowed to see it happening right in your face. Like, you, usually you just hear about stuff that happened. But with a George Floyd situation or like this, you actually seen the man put his, put his knee on his neck and you see him die. You know what I'm saying? Like usually you just hear about stuff, but now we're able to see stuff. So it hit it hits home a little harder. You know what I'm saying? But like like you're saying, it's stuff that we've been going through, been knowing about, but now we're just able to to see it, see things now that really happens. Yeah, that's so true. And speaking of it, social media, I know you had just gotten married. So being a yeah. newlywed and with how social media is and ca- has caused so many different problems in people's relationships, do you think that um, it's to be in a relationship and dating. Do you think it's more challenging with social media now or or not? I mean, I would say it is definitely more challenging. But at the end of the day, it's about the people. You know what I'm saying? So us as husband and wife, we just got to make sure we're doing the right thing and living right. And it don't matter what social media do or say, because we know we're doing the right thing. Yeah. And congratulations so, to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. So if you can give someone advice on if they're going to propose, if they're going to get into a relationship, what would your advice be for them? Be ready. <laughs> be ready. Be ready to get in a relationship. Be ready to be committed. And uh, just, you know, you got to, you know, before, you know, most people used to just catering to themselves and, you know, doing whatever they feel. And that it ain't just you that you got to think about. It's another person involved. So, you know what I'm saying? You got to be uh thoughtful and and mindful that it's not just you now and you know move as both y'all got to move as one together versus just you doing what you want to do and moving how you move i feel that yeah so what would you say that your self-worth is based on it's based on just how i feel how i feel about it like nobody else can determine my self-worth so it's just like if i'm if i'm excited about it and happy about it and it's genuine to me then it's worth everything in the world so yeah and what would you say your definition of success is um being happy being happy because you can make a lot of money and you're still not happy you're still stressed out and you're still unhealthy so i would say being happy because we're happy you know money helps you become happy Good health helps you become a lot of things help you become happy, but that's the most important thing because that's why you see a lot of rich, wealthy people commit suicide or stressed yeah. out because they're not happy. So I would say happy, happiness. 
And do you feel happiness is a choice? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can choose. Bad things going to always happen. It's never going to stop happening. But you can choose on how you handle it and how you deal with it. So that's why I say happiness is a choice because just something bad happened. You can you can dwell in the, the negative side of it or you can look on the positive side of find something positive about the situation or think positive, period, and just change your mind. And, and that's the easier said than done. I guess it's a gift for some people to be able to do that. But, you know, I think that's something God blessed me with. So it's definitely a choice. So tell me about the worst advice you were ever, ever given. I know people usually don't ask that question. The worst advice is people telling you that you can't do something because of whatever they feel the reason is. Mm. Like I did a post the other day uh, about how I got my entertainment attorney. Everybody, he's like the biggest attorney in the world, entertainment space. And everybody was telling me, uh, when I was trying to get a big attorney, I was reaching out to all my industry connects, the bigger guys mm. that's already established in the business and asking them can they connect me with this attorney. And it was all telling me like, it's too early. Uh, he wouldn't take you on as a client because you haven't did enough. You're not established enough yet. And this and that. And most people would, would have just took it because of the people saying it. it was like, yeah, let me keep bid and figure out what I got to do. But I was like, no, I reached out to him on my own and he was already aware of me. He already knew of me and he brought me on as a client. And we've been friends from that day forth and, and made a lot of money together and did a lot of business together. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and play another record. Um, this okay. song is by K. Michelle. Okay. Um, and it's called Just Like Jay <laughs> off her last album. Okay.
Again, that was K. Michelle, just like Jay. That was off her last project. So, so, yeah, I love that record. Just being vulnerable and honest. And with being vulnerable, what would you say things that that make you insecure and how do you face your insecurities? Honestly, and I know it might not sound bleak, but I'm not insecure about nothing. I love that. Confidence. I love that. I love that. Um. So in, in, in terms with uh, not necessarily feeling like, so in the song, Kim Michelle states that she felt like she had to be somebody else to to be accepted in the industry, had to be Mary J for her to get her point across and her music across. Have you ever felt a time or was there ever a time where you felt like you had to confine to the music business? I mean, you got to play the game a little bit. And, you know, as far as Kate on this record, she was speaking her truth. You know what I'm saying? So those are real life instances that she dealt with. So, you know, far as me, um, I mean, you definitely have to be a little political in this business and and not address certain things as you would outside of this business. Uh, so, you know, you got to play the game a little bit. I feel that. So with everything going on in the world today and everything that's just money changing and everything like that, would you tell somebody to, how do I word this? Would you tell somebody to, to, would you give somebody advice to give up their, their last thing or invest something like their last quote unquote money to find, to find finance their dreams? Or would you tell them to do it a smarter way being that you're, I wouldn't tell them, I wouldn't tell them what they should do. I would tell them what I would do in their position. If I was in your position, I would do this. I would spend the money because if I believe in it, then nobody's going to believe in it like me and nobody's going to go harder for my dream but me. So I would do it, but I'm not telling you to do it because everybody's life is different. I feel like if I spend my last dollar doing this, I, I I know how to create other avenues to make some money where I can get more money. This other person might can't do that. This might be the last, and once they spend it, that's it. I'm, I'm, blessed, I'm fortunate and blessed enough where I have multiple streams of income, so, you know, you know, if I did have my last 100 and I need to spend it towards my career, I would do it because I'm confident enough that I can make that 100 back again and get more money. So I would do it. But I wouldn't tell nobody to spend it last because they might not be a hustler. They might not have the drive that I have to go get more money and, and, and do what they need to do. So I just would give them uh, I would give them advice based on what I would do. But they have to make the decision based on what they would do because they know them better than I do. Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So if life is so short, why do you think so many people waste time on things that don't matter? Um, because, I mean, I think we all get to feel like we're going to live forever. We all get to that, you know, regardless of everything going on. Uh, like I, 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 uh, I signed up for life insurance uh, last week and, you know, they have the term policies and the whole yeah. life policy. And the term life was just like, 20 years and I'm like that don't make sense because I'm living way longer than 20 yeah. years so that don't make sense for me so you know what I'm saying so you know but some people would feel like well 20 or 20 year life a 20 year term do make sense because you never know what happens but I don't even think negative I feel like I'm gonna live way longer than that so yeah. that don't make sense to me I need more I need more years that don't yeah. that don't work for me I feel that so tell us about one big problem that you faced and how you solved it this year one big problem that I faced, um, I would say 
Um, jug, trying to juggle too many things at one time and not complete stuff. Mm, so, with that. <laughs> uh, so, so I pretty much just had to focus in and and execute and, and follow through on everything. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that I had to just focus on one thing because I'm a firm believer in multiple streams of income. But at the end of the day, you don't want to be too spread out where you're not getting nothing done. So that was a big problem I was having earlier because I was just all over the place because it was like I got to get off and try everything. So I was trying a whole bunch of different things, but I wasn't. I found myself not really finishing things because I was doing so much. So I had to just uh, focus more and and adjust and start executing and following through and finishing. I, I respect that. I, I uh, struggle with that myself sometimes with uh, putting so much on my plate. And then a lot of times I, I see it, um, I like to help others out. So I'll tend to yeah. put my stuff to the back burner while I'm yeah. helping somebody out with some with their stuff. So I've have, I'm having to learn how to uh, really put me first in a sense. Yeah. And, absolutely and it's not a selfish thing but at times we we do feel selfish or we feel that we're being selfish absolutely so what are three words that best describe you and why genuine loving and loyal well those are kind of self-explanatory and you like you don't have to give me a why <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what would you say that your, your your friends would say about you? Those same those same things. Yeah. He's genuine. He's loyal. He's honest. He's a hard worker. And he's gonna have your back. So what make because I I find that some people that I've I've had many friends in in my short thirty three years, but mm-hmm. I've had so many people that like no matter what you do to certain people or do for certain people, that doesn't make them loyal or doesn't make them have your back or doesn't you know so what what do you feel it is about you or what in your childhood that you grew up that has caused you to be loyal or loving or all these things uh because my 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 parents i was that's how i was raised my mother my father my sister everybody was loyal everybody was loving everybody was genuine everybody was you know what i'm saying just would do for others so that's just what i was raised that's how i was raised and everything was always like a family with me like that's how i run my business now like me and my family my mom my dad my sister we was all close growing up my mom and dad wasn't married but we was always close and together growing up i played sports all my life which is like a family the coaches and my players was always like a family and that's how i run my business now it's like a family we all move as one that's awesome and was it hard to to navigate that or like to i mean have you found any disloyalty in certain things by by treating everything like a family? Uh, no, nah, I mean, it's always going to be disloyal people and I was going to be bad seeds in the bunch, but then you just got to, you know what I'm saying, adjust and, and, and fix that. I feel that. Yeah, yeah. I've had I've had my sh- fair share of shady people <laughs> in my, my life. You know, that's, that, a part, that's a part of this business, a part of life. So, yeah, you know. especially in, in the music industry. And it's like some people not talk to you or not do certain things, not even because of anything you did, but just yeah. because of certain people that you associate with. And that happens in real life, too. I've, I've yeah. seen that happen, like, whereas, like, oh, people won't come to certain things because they know so-and-so is going to be there or they, they think so-and-so is going to be there. So... Um, it's it's really funny, I guess you could say how how 
how we uh, react to certain things or how we uh, are accustomed to certain behaviors and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And then we also got to realize that, you know, you know, sometimes people just are mad because it's happening for you and not for them. That's and they can be your, they can be, they can be your best friend, and it's just like some people just hate us naturally. Like yeah. they don't mean they don't mean to be or want to be. It's just like they just hate us. <laughs> They're born that way. <laughs> yeah, no, they I can't help it. I had a friend like that. Um, I got got promoted at my job, um, and I didn't even want to tell him that I even applied for the promotion right. because I just felt that he wasn't gonna be happy for me. Yeah, like, I just felt it, like and yep. I um. Finally, did tell him because I people talked me into telling him because I thought like it like makes you look shady if you don't say anything and then you get promoted. He's gonna be like what like, so I'm like okay. So I got promoted. I told him <laughs> and everything and not a congratulations, not a nothing. But it's, when it's sad, yeah. When he got promoted, he wanted me to be his biggest cheerleader and take him out to dinner and all this other stuff. Right. Um, but I mean that's just how some people are. So I think I can agree with you with that when you're saying that some people are just born haters. <laughs> it's sad, bro. But it's the way of the world. We just got to live with it. So if you could be in the Guinness Book of World Records for anything that you've accomplished in your life, what would it be? If I can be in the Guinness Book to do the biggest deals in the industry, to do the most deals in a year in the industry, uh, you know how like when a person put out a record, you know how when Drake and Kanye came out, they was yeah. based on first week sales, the most stream record, the most radio plays. So I want to do that for us deals. Okay. I want to be able to, because I broke, I, like I said, I do catalog acquisitions. So I broke those deals. So I want to broker the biggest catalog deals in the industry. I want to broker the most catalog deals for a year in the industry. Okay. That, that makes sense. Have you, like just with the whole, we saw as you being a manager for 20 years, you've seen how the business has changed from not people not caring about streams because streaming wasn't a thing until now that streams are like way more, it's bigger than album sales. How has that been for you to, you know, transition into that with your artists? Uh, I mean, you know, it's something that that's pretty much was out of our control. So we just had to adjust at the end of the day. That's the new wave. Yeah. So, you know, at, at first it was about buying albums and CDs and going in stores. And now everything's right on your phone and computer. So now your marketing strategy has got to be different. You got to market online. Mm-hmm. You just got to, you know, you just got to figure You got to get more creative. Your whole fan base is on your phone now. So you just got to get more creative, make it make sense. And is there anything that you tell your artists not to, to do? I mean, so there's some, some people that I see, cause there's the big saying that all publicity is good publicity, which I don't find mm-hmm. to be true. Um, depending <laughs> on what it is, it, it you know, you, there's no other way to swing it. Um, is there anything that you you would tell your artist to to stay away from or not do, or do you let them just be themselves? I definitely let them be themselves. If I see them doing something that that doesn't work for their brand, then I bring it to their attention. But I definitely let them be that be themselves. You know what I'm saying? So, because at the end of the day, you got to realize in the music bit, it's no blueprint. It's no certain way you can do nothing. How this happened for this one artist is going to be different for another artist. So it's no blueprint. So you got to just you get you just got to figure out what it is and what works for you. Yeah, I feel that. I've I've seen that. Like I feel that nowadays people want to get on 
uh, reality TV shows to think that they're going to get big because K. Michelle or Cardi B did it. But realistically yeah. speaking, they're the only two that have done it. Like, right, right. Like, they're the exactly. only two that have done it. So it has not working out for anybody else. I mean, not to shade any other particular artist, but, like, there's so many talented artists like Lyric or Tierra Marie or something like that, but they haven't been able to still grasp the level of success even with all the talent and this hit TV show in Love and Hip Hop. Right. So I'm going to play my last song. Um, Okay. It's actually by Money Rod. Um, Money Rod. And I freaking love the the video is a movie. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, So let's get into it. The song is called Money. Ain't no time for gangsta money, Robbie getting to it. Wait, wait, wake up in the morning, on my mind it be the money, yeah. And we going hard, work all night until it's sunny. And I keep a big rod, nigga won't take nothing from me. Big drip on my wrist, yeah I'm raw with the money. Me ain't worrying about your bad little nigga, we broke the bank down. Daddy love you when you fucked up, but hate you when you caked out. Used to riding in a hooties, riding race now. And I feel like Ace from Pay the Four, watch the breakdown. Remember stack a penny, nickel quarters in the car. Hey, how sweet, fucking kick out like Martin. DOA that pussy had to put it in the car, baby. Keep on blowing my line up. She turned into a star. When you speaking of the best, I ain't talking Sean Carr. I'm the king, I'm Rodney. You can't stand behind me. And I keep the sticks in the car. Yeah, the mines. All praise to Allah. Please don't make me catch a body. Mm-hmm. That boy went hard. Yeah. Money Rod again, money. If you guys want to check that record out. Um, yes, So, uh, with one of my last questions that I really want to ask, I ask everybody this. If you could be in a room with three people and have one conversation with each of them, Past or present, who would those three people be and what would the conversation be? Three people. Uh, definitely Warren Buffett. Uh, definitely Kobe Bryant. And Joel Osteen. Okay. And what would the conversations be with them? Um. I just think they all inspire me and motivate me in my personal life. So I just pretty much would probably be asking them, like, what's their process? What motivates them? Like, you know, um, what are some of the things they did to get success and happiness in their life? You know what I'm saying? Because 
Like whenever you see Joel Osteen, he's always happy. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Well, at least it seems like it anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just like it's always happy and, and and Kobe, like that's I think he's that's my favorite athlete entertainer, entertainer of all times. Like sports, music, everything. Like Kobe just like he the goat to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um and just the way he approached basketball and life and everything, it's just like he was just the best. So it's just like like when they say the mama mentality like how did you get that like what does that look like and then warren buffett you know he's just like the ultimate business man yeah. like you know what better person to learn from i feel that yeah was there anything that you would your last words to the listeners of anything that could inspire them uh, just follow your dreams and, and, and be passionate about it and, and go hard at it every day. You can't, it's not a part-time job. You got to go hard at it. Like nothing going to give, be given to you and it ain't going to happen overnight. So you just got to work hard for it. Okay. Stay focused, follow your process, create your system, follow that process. I feel that. And where can people find you if they wanted to follow you? Uh, I'm on IG uh which is you don't know your ig name <laughs> i don't for real don't it's, don't it's, don't worry about that i spell my life cersei of cwe cersei of cwe okay i spelled my <laughs> i was doing giving my uh handler off on my last podcast i did and i spelled my name wrong so <laughs> <laughs> i like caught myself i'm like wait a minute that's not how you spell it right um so please follow the man um and if you want to follow me guys you can follow me at t-e-r-r-e-l-l G-A-R-N-E-T-T underscore. Then you can hit me up on my website at TerrellGarnett.com. And we will catch you guys next time. Cool. And that's all we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed yourself on this episode of Create Your Own Story with Terrell Garnett. We'll catch you next time.